0: Welcome back to the third episode of the We Know Ball podcast. My name is Brandon. I'm here with my two hosts, Isaac and And Say what's up, guys.
1: What's up? Um,
0: today, we're just going to recap the Trailblazer Suns game. Suns ended up winning by, winning by 30, 120 to 90. Um, I feel like there's a lot of good takeaways from this game, in my opinion. A good comeback game for us.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this was definitely a get right game for the team. Uh just a really good game to have after two straight losses and especially in a game where you're missing Chris Paul and Devin Booker. It it was really a perfectly timed game just for the team to get some confidence back and to get that flow back. There's a lot of a lot of positives to take away from this game. Um a lot of negatives, I think to be honest, but
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, we still won by 30, so.
1: (laughs) We still, yeah, so I'm not really, I mean, the Blazers suck. They're bad.
2: They're hard to watch.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's, I mean, their leading scorer, who, quick question, who do you guys think their leading scorer was last night?
2: Um. I know it wasn't an Anthony Simons because he had 11 in the first and then didn't score again. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I remember yes.
0: Simons went off for the first quarter.
1: Um, was It wasn't Josh Hart, was it? It was not Josh Hart. Josh Hart is tied for fourth. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have um, no idea, honestly. Their leading scorer off the bench in 15 minutes was Brandon Williams with 14 points. Oh, my God. (laughs) They're leading, yeah. box score. Hold on one second. He shot five of eight. So, I mean, really not a bad game for him. But that's the Arizona kid, right? I think so. Yeah, he had a – He
2: He went to Arizona State.
1: uh, I believe he's a rookie. So, I mean, not a bad game for him. But the rest of the – yeah, I mean, their starting lineup, they don't really have a center, which is – yeah like the That's blazers like are they're just very very bad he does, Brandon williams doesn't even have a picture on nba.com for his- i'm just <laughs> i'm laughing so hard at like the minute distribution for the blazers oh my god i didn't even realize that <laughs> they, oh my god their team leader was L- Ellaby with 35 minutes and he was a minus 33. Oh my god,
0: I I'm so I'm curious as to why Josh Hart and Anfrey Simons didn't get more minutes, even if they had bad games. Like yeah. Simons didn't even have a terrible shooting game. Like he shot 40 from the field, but 75 from threes, like that was just oh. a fork. They were trying to lose that one, I think. They were they were not trying.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think uh the Blazers are just straight tanking now. But I get the impression from the Blazers fan I mean I know a Blazers fan in person and he's like he thinks that if they get healthy like they get Dame and like Nurkic back they can be like almost a contender like I think he genuinely thinks that no and I'm like I mean I don't and he made it sound like uh Nurkic getting hurt was like the final straw in them tanking this year and I'm like dude did you think you were going to be a playoff team with This <laughs> roster, bro, like there's no way you actually think even what,
0: game with how Dane was playing at the beginning of the year, like it was not
1: good, yeah. And that was with their old team with McCollum and yep. Powell, and yeah, it, it did. It's just a train wreck in Portland right now. Do you guys want to start off with talking about Aiden again? You guys want to? <laughs> no, that? let's let's switch it up. <laughs> I have something uh, also, say. sorry, yeah, so they haven't they don't they didn't know. We talked about eight and first in the last episode. We didn't post the last episode, yeah. unfortunately. That was such a good episode. We're we're gonna get uh Keese on the podcast again for sure, because that was an incredible, what was it like hour 15 of just great conversation that we're really upset that we aren't able to share with you guys. I personally I'm gonna look through the recording and just see if there's any parts that are salvageable and kind of see if I can put together something from that episode because it was a really good episode um but yeah we're we apologize for not being able to share that with you guys yeah um but anyway we can talk let's talk about do we want to talk about the big three yes yeah, Mikhail, Mikhail Bridges DeAndre and, and Cameron Johnson the big three Amazing. I'm saying Cam Johnson needs to
0: play make more. He needs to have the ball in his hand.
1: He does. He does. I think Cameron Johnson potential as a playmaker has been realized because you look at his, he had four assists, but it wasn't like us like four, like shooting guard assists where it was like a second pass or like, Oh, a transition alley-oop or some shit like that. It He's was... Nice I can remember three of his assists, and one of them was yeah. an alley-oop, so whatever. Legends, right? Yeah, what yeah. Uh, but he also had uh, alley-oop to Aiden out of a half-court set, not in transition, and mm-hmm. he had a beautiful um, like thread-the-needle pass down low to, I think it was Javelle. Yeah. And... It was crazy. I'm like, dude, if Cam Johnson can unlock this level of playmaking where he can, he's a third guy, like imagine a lineup with, I mean, we don't have to imagine, imagine like Cam Johnson unlocks his playmaking potential and then you have him and Chris Paul and Devin Booker on the court at the same time, along with Bridges and Aiton's defense, like if Cam Johnson reaches his potential and remains a Phoenix Sun, um, I don't see a lot of teams beating the Suns. What do you think An honest, like, how much
0: do you think he's going to want to get paid? Because we saw okay. – I'm pretty sure we all saw that tweet, and that scared me a little bit. Uh, from Sam? Yeah, with the, all the advanced
1: stats. Once I saw those advanced stats, like you said, I, it kind of – I hate advanced stats. But um, I think they matter in a way. I don't think they matter towards contract negotiations because to me, dude, if I'm a GM or something and I see Tatum just traveled his ass off. Uh, if I see like, I don't know if I, if it was me and I saw like a player making their case to me and they were using like LeBron and Raptor and shit, I'd be like, bro, what? <laughs> but <laughs> um. I'm not going to lie. I forgot your question.
0: How much do you think? He'll pay him? Like, how much do you think he's worth, and how much do you think he will ask
1: for? Right. Uh, what he's worth, I I'm going to say he p- technically like is worth the same as MPJ production wise, and they talked about it a lot on the timeline. Oh. The comparison between the two. So I'm not going to get into that, but. Like they said, Cam Johnson is a more efficient offensive player and a better defender than MPJ. Right. The only yeah. thing is, I mean, he just turned 26 today. So, so he'll probably get two more contracts in the NBA. I think he might, yeah,
0: he'll max this one. See, and will we even be able to pay that?
2: Like, it's one. We well, I think we uh, should. Mm-hmm.
1: It's complicated. Um, because Aiden obviously is like it's max or nothing with Aiton. Right. Um, technically, we don't have to re-sign Cam Johnson this offseason. We can just throw a qualifying offer his way and keep him on guaranteed for at least another year. And then I'm assuming after next season uh, we'll have moved on from Chris Paul because I think next season yeah. is probably his last season. Um is that the last my, year in
0: his contract too or no? Does he have it's one not
1: one? the last year in his contract, but I think he'll retire after next season. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. what's that? I thought Arian was trying
2: to say uh, something. Oh no, I was saying yeah, like I I agree with that. I think this will be I think it'll be his last year.
1: Yeah, so I mean once the Chris Paul contract is off the books, then it'll be way easier to pay Cam Johnson. Yeah. And then um, by then I I mean, it's a, it would be a luxury to be comfortable with Book A and Mikel and Cam Johnson being four, like, big contracts and then just kind of filling the rest of the team with very small, like, vet contracts. I hope we get there. Uh, I'm not expecting it, though. And I am, like, preparing myself for the possibility that Cameron Johnson is only going to play one more season with the Sun after this year.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. hey, uh, what do you mean? Or you said Chris Paul, my bad. I thought you said Cameron Johnson. I did say, yeah, Cameron Johnson, both of them, really. You think he's going to leave after this year? I think it's more likely than we think it is. I really hope not. Because not he, after this year, after next year. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I think it's more likely than we think it is. Because, I mean, we love Cam, and Cam, I mean, he just does a lemonade stand, so it's hard to think of him playing anywhere else. But – he also is gonna want his money. Definitely. Uh, so let's talk about Aiton and Bridges now. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about. Wait, what do you want? Who do you want to talk about first? Uh, you you decide. Okay,
0: I wanna. I saw this this little stat, um, about DeAndre Aiton. About everyone on Twitter keeps talking about his rebounding every single game. So I'm gonna read this off to you and and. It, it made me change my perspective a little bit. So, he, right now he's 15th in the league in rebounding, which is – it's not elite, but it's not terrible. And still, he still has more rebounds per game than Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns, Stephen Adams, Mitchell Robinson, Zubach, Porzingis, and uh, um, Turner. Okay.
1: Adams, wow. uh, Zubach, and um... – I forget the third one, but those ones (laughs) surprised me. Oh, uh, Mitchell Robinson. Oh, yeah. Well, this one's crazier to me. So it was
0: comparing him. This was after the Jazz game. Um, And they started comparing him to Rudy Gobert. So per game, um, DeAndre has 16.4 rebound chances per game, which is 17th in the league. And he he grabs a total of 61% of his rebounding chances. Um, and then in comparison, Rudy Gobert averages 25 rebound chances per game. And he, the reason he gets so many, is he's just camping under the rim half the game. Um, that his whole goal is to, to, um, grab a rebound, rebound especially on offense. Yeah. And we have more of like a flowing offense where is moving around a lot more. Um, yeah. Yeah. He only grabs a total of 56 of his rebound chances per game. Um, and Embiid and uh, Jared Allen only um, uh, grabbed 57% of their rebound. Advantage. So with the amount of attempts that a- Aiden has of getting a rebound, he's, he's more efficient than than a lot of people are saying. And then, interesting, on top of that, um, La- the night against the Jazz, Aiden shot 73% uh, on the field. And he held Gobert to 38%, which he, his season average is 70. So I think that – I just feel like
2: – I think he got some,
0: some, a lot more slack because of lost cost that game.
2: But he outplayed
0: Gobert like
2: like crazy. I think he outplayed him very well. Yeah, he uh, – the amount of shots he was hitting uh, on Gobert was, was really cool. Yeah, I just
0: wanted to touch on that because so many people on Twitter keep talking about his rebounding. I don't, I don't think it's as, as bad as people think it is.
1: No, it's just because, I mean, it's box score watchers. Yeah. It's literally, I mean, they see eight rebounds and they're like, man, this guy stinks. He can't even get – he's like seven feet tall. He can't even get <laughs> 10 rebounds. Bro, it's a lot harder. Like, one, I mean, he's actually 6'11". <laughs> first of all uh but a lot of like the centers that i'm assuming I, I don't know the rebound leaders i'm gonna look it up right now actually but i'm assuming a lot of the rebound leaders are taller than him
2: yeah, no
0: gobert's ahead of him and he's taller i think
1: yeah let's see i'll look that up
0: too.
1: gobert's taller Jokic is taller and just better sabonis is higher is third in the league, <laughs> <laughs> league in rebounds shit Cappella, yeah, suppose Capella.
2: fourteen a game recently. Yeah,
0: he's at fourteen point nine for Gobert, so he's mm-hmm. he's almost at fifteen per game.
1: That's crazy. Uh, yep. Giannis is in the top ten. That's not surprising. And I mean, look at I mean, all of these guys, I'm comfortable saying are a better rebounder than Aiton. Most of them, anyway. Right. Hmm. So I'm not really worried about it and especially for I mean we literally drafted him to be like an offensive threat did we not
0: oh, exactly literally so like I don't, I don't even think we were expecting him to have as be as good of a scorer as
2: he
1: is or wow. this good of a defender
2: yeah yeah that wasn't the main thing like his rookie year his biggest struggle was uh, was defense and he's like really picked it up so
1: like I just don't understand the, the tr- like the trauma with him because he's I mean he averaged 18 as a rookie and then he's averaging now what is he averaging now like almost 17 a game while playing with Chris Paul and yeah. he's a better defender than we ever thought he was going to be and we're upset with him <laughs> <laughs> Like why what is what is he doing wrong?
2: They just have really high expectations because he was the uh, first pick. I
1: guarantee you if he was the second option, like he was his rookie year, he would be putting up those numbers, but he's like, he's like barely even the third option on this team. So he's still it. averaging 17. Right. We don't really even
0: have a third option at this. Yeah, point. It's,
1: it's kind of between three guys. Yeah.
0: Which is like amazing for a team. Like I, I would much rather have three different guys who can be our number three on any given night than.
1: um, Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And, okay, let's talk about Mikkel now that we're back on the topic of the three of them. Um, Mikkel had 15 points, two steals, so only two assists. Uh, would like to see him maybe play, improve his playmaking a bit. No rebounds. Why are we not upset about that? Hello? <laughs> yeah. I know Mikkel is kind of like – untouchable with sunspans. Yeah, he's but like, I would I would like to see I mean dude's got like a 10 foot wingspan he should be getting a few rebounds.
0: Yeah. Um yeah many, I didn't even check. How many did Jay Crowder have? Jay Crow, Jay, Jay Crowder is a really good rebounder surprisingly so like, five rebounds. Five, Jay Crowder.
1: Five, Jay Crowder five. took the Jay Crowder had an amazing game actually. Holy crap. Yeah
0: he's been on fire the last few games honestly 15, five steals. Like if he can shoot, if he can shoot how he's been shooting, because he went on a stretch where he was going like one for seven, two for eight from three yes. for so long. At least now he's like lowering his load, but he's at least he's making at least half of them.
2: Mm-hmm. And he's taking the higher quality
1: looks too. Mm-hmm. It's just regression to the mean. Uh, So he's going to go back to shooting. Like he'll be like every other night pretty yeah. soon yeah um but back to Mikel I just I mean like it's obviously like I just said you can't really complain with him because I mean he had 15 points on very very efficient shooting shot 40 yeah shot 40 percent from three played I mean he had two steals he always plays amazing defense so it's hard to it's hard to complain about what he does but I would like to just see a little more and maybe it's just cause I'm a, like a big McHale fan. Like he's my second favorite player on the team. Right. Um, and I like just personally want more for him, but I, I, it is a little, a tad disappointing that he hasn't really, I guess, taken over as much as I wished he would. Especially with
0: Devin Booger and Chris Paul out.
2: Yes, exactly. um,
0: But I think in the next two or three years, his contract is going to look like a s- absolute steal. Yeah,
1: it already is. I think it already is, to be yeah. honest.
0: What is he? I mean, he's that? a
1: – it's a four-year 90-mil contract for a deep boy candidate. I'm fine with that. Yeah,
0: so he's about 22-mil a year about. Um. Yeah, I I don't have any complaints from Bridges, really. Like, because – especially because we had six players in double digits. Um, Aaron Alladay almost – made it another one. It's just I feel I feel like that's how it's gonna be a lot with Chris Paul and Devin Fucker out is it's just gonna be a lot of even scoring
2: across the board. Yeah. And this game also considering that the starters didn't play it all in the fourth.
0: Were you guys surprised that shaman started instead of Cam Johnson?
1: Uh no. Like were you upset about no. that upset is a different word. Uh surprised, no upset I, I'm not. A, I knew we needed the scoring off the bench. Yeah, that's the problem. But. Is we we watched three games of, um, like book and like point book and wings with Aiden, and then the bench just having nobody, and it was like the starters were were incredible, and then the bench just gave absolutely nothing. So as unfortunate as it is, like Cam and Johnson. Deserves to start for us, and he would probably start on, like, most teams in the league, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just he just has to be on the bench. That We just don't have another option. Right. And And it'll it'll be a little better when campaign can go back to the bench too, but, I mean, he just has to be there.
0: How long do you think it's going to be until
1: um, Jay Crowder leaves? Uh, He's under contract through next season. So, yeah, I imagine after that, oldest, how old is the job. Oh is he, I'm gonna say
0: I'm gonna guess I'm gonna say 33. Uh, younger
1: 32? Younger. 30? Older. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Like he's 31. Uh, so no, he's not as old as I thought.
2: Its just because he's been on so many teams.
1: So coming out, I mean, he'll probably get – maybe we can throw him like a vet minimum, but I don't see us bringing him back over spending that money on Cam Johnson.
2: Yeah, I think once he's done, he's, he's done.
1: So, I mean, I could see us like offering a vet minimum, but probably next season as well, same as Chris Paul. I'm so curious as to what this team is going to look like in the future. Yeah, I try not to think about it too much because it stresses me out. Yeah. It's like – it is a very interesting conversation to have. uh, But let's just stick to this game for now. Um, Uh, So let's get into our uh, players of the game, yeah? Yeah. All right, uh, Brandon, why don't you go first? I'm going to say –
2: it's kind of hard. I'm gonna say
0: Cameron Payne. Really? I mean, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he's because he. I feel like he changed the tempo of the game. I think we played a lot slower than we have the last few days, um, or a few games. Um, he filled up the box score. Just looking at it, um, he only had five points, but I, he didn't really need to score. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I'm going to give it to campaign just for um, him coming back off an injury. And I think he, he definitely set the tempo for us.
1: Yeah, I was, uh, I mean, you didn't really notice him, to be honest. Like he didn't have very many highlights, but he was just solid.
2: So I I just love his playmaking. He just took the pressure off everyone else. Just like slow, like yeah. uh, said, slow down the game, take control a little bit.
1: Yeah, for sure. About you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give my player the game to. I mean, I said it. I said Cam Johnson for the Jazz episode, but I mean, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna say Cam Johnson again. Mm-hmm. Just because, I mean, what else is there to say about this guy? He's, I mean, twenty. He was the leading, the team's leading scorer, twenty points. Shot eighty percent from three, four, or five, uh, which I mean, I'm not like it's a like he's just had a hot night, obviously, but yeah. the fact that he's capable is just amazing for the Suns. And shot six of eight overall. I'm sh- I didn't really, I didn't notice any bad plays on defense, so I'm sure his defense was fine. Four assists, four rebounds, had a steal. He's just awesome. <laughs> This that lemonade uh, must have boosted his skills or something, man. <laughs> he's been amazing.
2: Yeah, I uh, also the same player of the game, Cam Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isaac basically covered everything, just his he's taken a huge step recently. And uh, yeah, yesterday, like his playmaking was really good. He was just it felt like he was really involved in the game, like,
1: yeah, all over. yeah,
2: for sure. About most, all right,
1: most disappointing in your most disappointing. So that's a good one. I'm not, I wasn't like disappointed necessarily with anybody. I guess I'm going to say like half of Aaron holiday's game. I was disappointed with really. I was yeah. the nine assists off the bench. I thought, Oh no, yeah. See, that's the part. I was like, nine assists is great. Obviously I'm not going to complain about nine assists from a point guard ever. Um, it's just his scoring that I want to see improve, mm-hmm. his efficiency. He's very aggressive, which I love, and he's, he doesn't settle for threes as much as some of the other players do. Um, I just want to see that consistency get up. I want to see him just make a little higher percentage of his shots. That's it. I don't yeah. really have a complaint. He's, tena- he's a tenacious defender. He is confident in his shot, which is all you can ask for, really. Whether or not they go in, it's just shit. Like, there's nothing <laughs> you can really do about it. Yeah. He's so, came down to earth since since joining us. Um, yeah, he, had, he went 5-5 five of five against OKC, and he's been kind of eh ever since.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm, let's see. I would say
0: – I think Javiel McGee had another disappointing game. You can really see – the difference of him playing without Chris Paul. He did grab nine rebounds, but again the short team. Yeah, just just like seeing what he was doing compared to what he's doing now, I think that's more like upsetting than his regular play. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
2: Um for my most disappointing, I would also have Javel McGee because uh from what I noticed Basically, everyone had a pretty good game. Uh, Javille, just you could tell on, on the offensive side, he's lost his whole game since mm-hmm. Chris Paul has been out. Um, and still defensively, he's having the same mistakes. Like he can't stay with any guards. He's always caught in like no man's land on the pick and rolls and stuff. It's a well,
0: bit hard. Tori Craig had a decent game this time. He.
1: He actually makes yeah, it I was time. literally about to bring him up. Uh, he, I was like, like, I remember walking away from that game being, like, satisfied with how Tory Craig played. Uh-huh. But then I looked at the box score and I was like, uh, <laughs> I guess. Because, like, I mean, what percentage is two of six? Um, it's 33%. Uh, thirty- I mean, that's not great. But that's also one shot attempt, like one less shot attempt away from being 40%. So, <laughs> or I mean, sorry, one more make away from being 40%. I, I messed that. Yeah. Up. Um, or no, I'm tripping. I said it right the first time. What am I talking about? One shot away. One less shot attempt away from being oh, 40% because yeah. two yeah. of five is, 40. yeah, I had it right the first time. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, you like you'd want to see better than thirty-three percent, but like I said, it's just like one extra shot attempt. So, uh, I don't know. It's hard to. I mean, he he so five or six free throws. I'm assuming he played defense because, like I said, with Cam, I didn't notice him like missing any like having any bad defensive plays. Right. Yeah. Nothing noticeably bad. That that
0: it's it's hard to pick something like. Worst or most disappointing when I feel like everyone played decent, um,
1: but you have to pick. We have to pick someone. Yeah, it's hard to pick out the bad parts in a game where you won by thirty.
0: Yeah, after dancing to Young Boy at the beginning of the game, that clip is <laughs> loss. That would have been the biggest meme on Twitter. Mm-hmm.
1: Seriously, they jump, they jump on us for having fun. <laughs> That's what everyone was saying. Like they're talking about, oh, that's how you can see Chris Paul's up there, bro. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Any like, team can
0: like that without uh, without their best player, without their two best players now. They now? still
1: do that with Chris Paul and yeah. on the court. Like <laughs> they have they're they know how to have fun. Like yeah, I don't know how people can't see that this team clearly knows how to flip the switch when they need to. Exactly. But whatever, man. We're just whatever, bro. I, I'm <laughs> tired. I'm tired of Having to tell people about it, like at this point, like if they try to say some shit like that to you, you just know they don't watch the games, and then you just move on.
0: Yep. They so, they really look at the box score at the end of the game. That's that you can you can tell when someone's doing that.
1: Yeah, and only when we lose.
2: So uh, how about uh, Landry Shamet yesterday? I, it's funny. I was just gonna bring
1: him up. <laughs> I was just <laughs> just because Isaac it is.
2: his first game playing a lot of minutes recently
1: yeah you guys can talk first because
0: <laughs> um so i I'll, I'll give my opinion first i i talked about this on the jazz one um i wish that was up i wish would i wish
1: because i had some good ass points for yeah there's a whole segment in that episode that we did about you comparing his contract to other players that was amazing
2: yeah that was a really good one.
1: right but so like he, he I, why don't we yeah why don't we just do it again because they didn't get to see it. We kinda we kind of know our <laughs> answers already, but yeah, I'll do that one second. We might as well do it again so they get to sadly uh Keith won't be here for it, but yeah. Uh
2: but yeah, one thing I wanted to say yeah about the game yesterday was that uh he was he knocked down two threes out of eight. Uh, still, my thing with him is that the quality of shots that he's taking from the three are not as good as you would want. Mm-hmm. Like, he never sets his feet, he's always like moving around, and it's always like off,
1: you know. But I stopped expecting him to take good shots oh way my- back in November when, um, he said if I don't get at least three threes up a game, I feel like I'm doing my team a disservice. And I'm like, bro, you need to shoot less than three threes. You need <laughs> to shoot zero. <laughs> um, so what I did
2: was that he was driving a little bit more. He had a good he, – he took it to the paint a couple of times. He had that nice dunk.
1: So – Yeah, what, his plays were memorable, but he only – had like, that's it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: What I didn't
0: realize is I, I when I was giving guys that list last episode, the one that we didn't post. I forgot his contract didn't kick in until next year. So technically he's making 3.7 million right now.
1: Yeah, um, but we're not going to go off the 9
0: mil or the 10. Mil yeah. Mil we talked about before. Um, so let's see, just to start it off. I think i mentioned Jeremy lamb to begin with.
1: Yeah. Um, we said we'd rather have, uh,
0: Shannon. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Um, Devontae Graham was a good good one um, because he's kind of just like the same, just a shot chucker. Um, and I feel yeah. like on our team, he's not going to get the minutes that he, he is in New Orleans. So it's his, his stats are not going to live up to.
1: Yeah, he won't get the minutes. But I mean. I think he's a better overall player than Landry Shannon. I just need to see his three-point percentage.
0: I think, it's, I think it's really low. I think it's like 33 or 34,
1: I want to say. See, I don't have an issue. It's 34, yeah. So he's having a terrible season too.
0: But he's just um, – even from the field, I think he's like 37, 38 or something like that.
1: 36.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, so he
1: just – So, okay, my – I don't have an issue with like them being shot shuckers because that's like – I mean, we, we paid Shamit to come and shoot threes. That's what we right. paid him to do. It's literally like – and we talked – it's so upsetting because we literally already talked about this with Keese. But
2: yeah.
1: it's showing, It's so unfortunate that he got paid a good amount for what he was, right? which was a 39% three-point shooter. And then he just came in and have is having like the worst season of his career. It just is yeah. very unfortunate. I don't think anybody's necessarily at fault. I guess you can say the Suns management should have waited to see like waited and see a couple games. Mm-hmm. But like they didn't make the wrong decision there, technically. Right. And it's hard
0: because a couple games is a hard sample size to to like judge someone off of millions of dollars. You know what I mean? Because yeah. from what he's playing now, I think from how he's playing now, I think three million, three point, I think he's at three point seven. I think that's fair for how he's playing right now. But I don't think he's a 9-mil player right now. But I think oh, yeah. he is a 9-mil player from what we've seen
1: in the past on other teams. So and the Celtics just signed some – the Celtics just signed uh- – oh, Stauskas, he just went off, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he went off in the G League. Right? They signed him to an actual contract, too. <laughs> like a two-year contract, <laughs> not, not even yet. a two-way. Does he mean oh, two-way oh. and just type two-year? Probably. Because, damn – uh, if Nick Stauskas just got a two-year contract, that's crazy.
2: <laughs> From but, the Celtics,
1: too. Yeah,
0: my whole my – I'm just going to say, like, my whole thing with Shamit is I think we just have to give him more time because we know he can shoot so well. Um,
2: yeah, Maybe he'll pick it up in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I said that last episode, too, with Keith. I said uh, if he's, like, eight in and he just, be, like, suddenly becomes, like, even, like – I would be happy if, come playoff time, Shamit, shot a minimum of 37 percent from three i'd be satisfied i think yeah But mm-hmm. well, like i said i think
0: i mentioned that in the podcast with keys he's one make away from shooting almost 40 percent so like there's just a big disparity with with um hum like just you know one more three a game and he's he's an above average shooter
1: yeah yeah exactly he's, he's shooting involved. he's making uh Two shots on six attempts.
0: Yeah, it's just hard when you're 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 taking eight a game, especially when you're like he got he's taking
1: he's taking eight threes a game. What? Took,
0: well, well, actually, this season I think he's taking six. Let me, I can pull up the exact thing. But I mean, like last got night, it. Um, he's shooting. Damn, he's only shooting four and a half. Okay, so yeah, that's oh, we actually talked about that. I was saying he's shooting a lot. Yeah, less. we did talk about that. He's shooting a lot less this season than he usually does. But like the other night, last night, he took eight. But so he's at three 34%, 34 and a half percent. So if he makes even if he makes if he makes literally one more three game, he's at he's 10, at 50%. Yeah. So like it's just the big disparity in, in one three game. And
1: where, yeah, you know what? Maybe he'll have like Maybe this is just the longest regression to the mean ever, and then he's just going to pop the fuck off and shoot like 45% the rest yeah. of the season at some point. Because we've seen it. When he takes six
0: six attempts a game, he's shot 45 from three um, with the Clippers his first year.
1: Yep. He shot 45. He he seems to fluctuate. So, like, his uh, I'm going to go with the first. I guess he's been getting good minutes since he was a rookie. Damn, that's kind of crazy. Uh the first year he was good I'll say. Yeah. But I can't even say that. He's been shooting 40% like most of his career.
0: Yeah. So that's what I like so the first three years he shot above 40. He had 45 that year. Then he dropped off. So if it is a pattern maybe next year we see and he just fucking goes off. Yeah,
1: it kind of fluctuates. He went, he shot 42% as a rookie. God damn. Uh and then oh sorry, he shot 42% as a rookie, in the games that he played for the Raptors, he, played, he shot 40% in the games he played for the Sixers, and he shot 45% in the games he played for the Clippers. Those were all in the same Wait, season. I'm,
0: so are you looking at basketball reference right now? Yeah, why? How In 2018-2019, how did he play 79 games?
1: Yeah, I don't know. And then 54. I think basketball, references instance, has it messed up. Yeah, because that makes no sense. <laughs> I mean, when was his his rookie year? Was 2018? Yeah, I don't see how that adds up at all. It doesn't. <laughs> um, that's crazy. But I mean, look at his Wikipedia page. I want to figure it's this. It's just out. like
0: he know we know he can do it, so that's why I don't want to give up hope yet. Just oh.
1: Oh, like, his Wikipedia page doesn't even have him on the Raptors. Why is why is Toronto on here? Total. Oh,
0: we're fucking stupid.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
0: God. <laughs> That's funny, dude. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking for, in my head, I was like, it looks like Toronto, Toronto but isn't Toronto T-O-R? Yeah, like,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so that makes a lot more sense. So on the season total, he shot forty-two percent.
1: God damn, but that was terrible. So I think that like so yeah, okay. My back to my point. He fluctuates. He shot forty-two percent as a rookie overall, then dropped down to thirty-seven percent in his second season, went up to almost thirty-nine percent last season, and now has have had a severe drop-off, but then Hopefully, you see the regression to the mean that I'm talking about, and he shoots a little better. Hopefully,
0: I yeah, don't know. It's so- very
1: hypothetical with Landry Shannon at the moment.
0: So I'm gonna say I'm gonna do some math real quick. If he goes, if he has a game, say next game, he makes, he goes five for five from three. Okay, if he does that, he is going to be at a that will jump his percentage up already to a thirty-seven.
1: Just by making yeah, man. Going perfect from
0: the field for a game,
1: so or from. The- I mean, to be fair, that is a hundred percent. So, <laughs> right. onto thirty, onto thirty-four percent. It's like that is a big difference, but it also just goes to show, like, yeah, one if he has one like hot night, we go from on paper looking like not a great season to having an okay season.
0: Yeah, so. I want to give Shamit some more time. Next season will be
1: the season where I'll be harsh on him. No, I'm gonna wait. So I'm gonna like I know we're ar- I'm already hard on him, and I think it's a little warranted to be honest. Um, yeah, I agree. Because dude, yeah. like his he might miss shots, but some of the decisions he makes when he has the and his shot selection is so bad <laughs> yep. that everybody like shots going in is one thing. Taking bad shots, you can control that. Yeah. <laughs> So, I'm gonna wait. I like. I'm gonna. St- I'm still gonna be hard on him because I. I mean, like, I'm gonna see him do some shit in a game, and I'm gonna be like, "Bro, like, you suck." <laughs> but I'm gonna wait until the playoffs, like the stuff that actually matters, to be like, "Okay, this guy, like, he cannot be on the team." Do you guys? Do you guys think it might be something like
0: how, like, campaign last year at the beginning of the season? he was always getting those like garbage time minutes Um, or not last two seasons ago. Um, And every time I watched him, he was chucking shots. Even last year, actually, whenever he, like when he came off the bench, he seemed like he did not want to pass the ball. He would take random ass shots. He would drive to the rim no matter who's in the paint. Do you think Shamit's kind of along that line of like, maybe he's trying to prove himself. Probably.
1: Yeah.
2: Just to, uh, same. Like, it's the play same play with Aaron. Definitely. It's the
1: same with Aaron Holiday.
2: Yeah. I think Shaman Sham May feels a little bit like disrespected by his minutes being cut down so much. But, you know, it's just how it is because he's on a finals. Team. On a,
0: yeah. He's on a team that just went to the finals. Well, you can't expect to go back to 25 minutes a game.
1: Yeah. Yo, my parlay hit. <laughs> Wait, how much you make uh 60 out of 10
0: nice, nice that's good six extra money
1: sorry i just had to, <laughs>
0: just had to Wait, i haven't bet in a few days i kind of
1: now you made me want to bet but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i just i just earned myself six more days of betting yeah. <laughs> do you try to do $10 a day? Is that your I yeah, I pretty much I do ten dollars a day on uh whichever primetime game I feel like watching. Like I I have the Lakers game on my TV right now, but I'm not watching because I'm just not trying to watch the Lakers.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have that on my monitor right now too.
2: I'm watching the Warriors game.
1: <laughs> uh but I was actually interested in the I actually watched the Grizzly Celtics or I, at least I like kind of paid attention to it. I don't I didn't like watch it, but
0: Yeah. I saw a super funny meme earlier today. Um, it was like Russell Westbrook from the logo, and it was like the logo at um, at the mid-range shot that's usually around the hash. <laughs> it was so
1: funny. <laughs> that's funny. All right. Um, let's kind of get into this next game because I think it's going to be a good one.
0: Yeah, versus the Knicks.
1: We have the Knicks. Unfortunately, is it in – no, it's at home, yeah? Yep, it's at home. Yeah. So – well, Devin thank Booker. God we're not missing out on book in MSG. <laughs> um, yeah, so Chris Paul, Devin Booker are both going to be out again. Fortunately for the Suns, it's another. I mean, are the Knicks bad? Are we saying that now? Yeah. Can yeah. we say they're, it? They've lost seven or six straight. So yeah. they're very sneaky. So are we? Can, like, can we just say they're bad now? <laughs> Um, in, in
0: playoff contention right now, what are the standings looking like? They're 12, so no, they're not even in the playoff. Are uh, playing? They're five five games out of the play in
1: right now. Yeah, they're very, very bad. Let me. I'm gonna pull up. I mean, they're not playing Kemba anymore. No, RJ Barrett's been doing really, really good. Yeah, RJ Barrett's probably gonna be one of the best players on the court tonight. Julius Randall is. He had a big. Fight. I don't. I don't like him. I never liked him. I didn't like him last year either. He's been doing terrible like the
2: last few games. Let's I think he was very
0: well hyped last year for, for winning most improved. Um, I think he probably was the most improved, but I think
1: that overhyped him a lot. Yeah, he shouldn't have been at, like that all star appearance is, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, is Mitchell Robinson going to be playing? Do we know? Um, I can check. Let's see what it's... I wouldn't be surprised if he's hurt again. I think he should be playing. I'll
2: check right
1: now if he does. Uh, If he's playing, that'll be a good test for Aiden. Um, It's going to be fun to see. I'm assuming they're going to put Mikel on RJ, so that'll be a fun matchup to watch. He's not on the injury report, um, so. So, yeah, that'll be a good matchup between Aiden and Robinson. And then they also Uh, Fournier. Fournier sucks, dude.
0: (laughs) He's not. I I love him as a player, but he's he's really streaky.
1: That's what I'm saying. He hits a good shot sometimes. I'm looking at, oh, my God, no way. I'm looking at his game log. Over the last – like he shot yesterday, he he didn't hit a single three. I get- he went over five from three against the Sixers, and that was his last game.
0: He's shooting twenty-nine percent from three, so
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm not worried about having fournier, bro. I'm I'm definitely gonna well, eat I was talking these about words.
0: About, no. Oh, he's shooting 39% from three. Fournier? Yeah. Oh, maybe he's not ass. Maybe he's I'm gonna the, he's clutch. He's very clutch. He's oh, no. brought- he's made some clutch shots this season for them. Uh,
1: yeah, I always remember uh, that game against the Magic last season where him and Vucevic and Gordon, like, all went off and beat us and then all got traded, like, the next day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, because, like, Fournier was, like – he'll drop, like, 40.
2: And then he'll just yeah. – he'll have, like, 10 – or l- less than 10 for, like, 10 games in a row. And then he'll drop 40. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I'm not – I'm not, like – I think we'll win.
2: Yeah.
1: I think it'll be close just because I feel like the Suns uh, like skill level as a team without Booker and Chris Ball is similar to the Knicks like skill level. I feel like yeah. it's similar. Yeah. So it'll be I think it's gonna be an entertaining game. I'm excited to watch RJ Barrett for sure. I'm excited. I'm excited to see if Cam Reddish gets any minutes. I like Emmanuel quickly too. Yeah, he's an exciting young player for sure. Yeah, has he has um,
0: Cam Reddish even really like played much for them? I don't know. I'm gonna look. He up averages his. thirteen minutes and minutes a night. So I know. Look at his game night, log. He first got traded. They were not playing him at all for the is- Knicks. For the Knicks, he was playing thirteen minutes a game. Yeah, that's that's crazy which really surprises me cuz they don't have a very good forwards no if they're running if they're no because who, who are they starting mainly so Julius Randle RJ Evan Fournier he played
1: 23 minutes against the Sixers which is encouraging
0: so they they play a lot of they play very small to start the game yeah because i don't i don't know i'd much rather i think i at this point, give Reddish a chance instead of Evan Fournier at this
1: point, honestly. Yeah, at least Reddish is young. I mean, the Knicks are going to have to go into a rebuild soon. Yeah. Again. (laughs) Like Kemba Walker has like no value anymore. Fournier, offload Fournier as soon as you can, dude. Get that contract out of there. Or buy him out. (laughs) Or buy him out. Oh, we forgot to talk about Obi Toppin. He's exciting. Yeah, it's one the dunk yeah. contest. I mean, I think if the Knicks keep their roster this way next season and manage to get a superstar somehow, I think they'll be really good.
2: Mm-hmm. They just they're but just relying on like Julius Randle, which is not good.
1: Yeah, they're a superstar away. Um, but the unfortunate thing about being a superstar away is you have a team full of like barely above average role players, except for like RJ. And Fournier, I guess not even Fournier anymore. Really, he's just yeah. a good shooter at
0: this point. So I'm gonna look at some of the best free agents, and you guys can tell me who you think they'll sign if you want. Sure,
1: we can we can talk about the Knicks for a little talk bit. About the
0: Knicks, yeah. Off, I'll just branch off a little bit. Um, first one I see is Zach Levine. No, I don't think he's he'll... staying
1: in Chicago. Yeah. Um, Colin Sexton. Um I won't be surprised if yeah, he that, that leaves, but uh, he's not a superstar. So that doesn't help them. <laughs> well, um I mean Harden's an exp- I mean Harden is an expiring. Or I guess he has a player option technically. Oh Aaron Holiday's is expiring. I didn't even realize. I Next think time. I knew that. Um if I mean if Harden declines his player option, I don't think he will. Um, maybe. There um, too many like Beal. Ones. I mean, I Harden, Beal, and Kyrie are three guys who I would not be surprised if they declined their option and went to the Knicks. Yeah, I, I, can think- I Kyrie the most. I think. Yeah. Um, but do we think Kyrie is good enough to? <laughs> Make the Knicks a – I mean, what's their ceiling with Kyrie? Well, to be fair, I actually I, – I was going to say he did it for the
0: Celtics, but the Celtics are also had Jason Tatum. and Yeah, um, I mean, that was like
1: 19-year-old Jason Tatum. Um, that was very young. That was like rookie Jason Tatum. Yeah,
2: Future
1: son, by the way. They, like,
2: they win a playoff series or two, maybe. I, don't, I just don't see him taking him to, like, the next level. So if we continue to win these next few years, we're obviously going to
0: be a free agent destination for a lot of players. Who Who's a superstar you'd like us to
1: sign? Oh, boy. Um,
0: that you think is realistic.
1: <laughs> let me look – let me look at the – because I'm looking at the upcoming free agents. Let me look at, um, after, like, the 2023 offseason, because mm-hmm. that's when I think Chris Paul will be gone. Russell Westbrook is uh, – yeah, fuck no. Just stop talking about no, that. No, really. no, I was talking about
0: for the Knicks. I was talking about for the Knicks.
1: The Knick, Russell Westbrook I makes the Knicks the worse. Knicks.
0: I know, but yeah. I'm, I could see him going to the Knicks.
1: <laughs> I
0: could definitely see
1: it. Yeah, so let me shut that shit down right there. <laughs> um, there's no 2023 point guards, really, except – yeah, there's none. I mean, Kyrie, if he – if Kyrie – um accepts his player option he becomes a unrestricted free agent after next season and then i don't know if chris paul's money is gone maybe like i would love to see that that'd be sick do you think that maybe we would do you think um
0: chris paul would want to retire as a son or do you think he might want to go back to
1: like charlotte
0: or charlotte yeah
1: Chris Ball strikes me as a player who uh, is not necessarily like super loyal to a place. I don't think he feels like very strongly about, I don't think he like necessarily has a stronger emotional connection to any of his teams. I mean, exactly. if anything, he'd have the strongest emotional connection to the Suns because we're the only team that he went to the finals with.
2: Right. I think if we wouldn't,
1: because you wanna, if, you we're wanted, wanted, right,
0: if you wanted to be traded, if, to a team that he was with before to retire with, um, but I mean, then we would kind of have to. If we if he goes to the Clippers, then it would probably be like a Reggie Jackson and someone else
1: is do what. You I'm guys, saying. do you guys want to hear who the twenty twenty four free agents are? are yeah, because this list is crazy. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, the first okay, so. The first 3 they have player options so they're not a UFA but they can decline their option is Paul George, Damian Lillard and Kawhi Leonard. And then oh so uh, Drew Holiday also has a player option and Lonzo Ball has a player option. And then these are all the rest of these names from here on out are unrestricted free agents. Clay Thompson, Tobias Harris, Chris Middleton, uh, Pascal Siakam, CJ McCollum, Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker, Chris Stapp's Porzingis, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, Jalen Brown, Draymond Green, Buddy Heald, Mike Conley, Van Vliet. The list goes on. Sabonis, Dinwiddie. Like this list, this free bro. agent
0: class is going
1: to be wild, bro. I hope yeah. you
0: have dumb shit and not resign the book. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't make me laugh. I think he's saying forever. <laughs> Dude, we gave him a max. Like without even hesitating in his first yeah. free agency, I think we're going to be fine. I yeah. think
0: if if we don't end up keeping DeAndre Aiden, I definitely see that as a free agency where we get Cat because of the connection with Devin Booker.
1: I'd be down. I mean, if I, if they traded Aiden for Cat now, I would not be mad. No, me neither. I was saying that's what I was saying with if
0: they're not going to, if they don't plan on resigning him, they should have traded him. Before a trade deadline um for someone like cat because I feel like that would have and sure I feel like it's not that.
1: I mean I like this they're having they're like a playoff scene this year so they're definitely not trading cat like he's untouchable but like before this season I don't think it would have been hard to put a build a trade package around Aiden for a cat. I don't think that would have been very difficult. Yeah,
0: I don't think we would have taken too much, especially if we did it at the beginning of the season where we found out he wasn't getting extended because that was probably
1: his peak value. Yeah, just do a sign-and-trade and and let uh, Minnesota give him the max that was cats, and then his – I mean, it just works out. It fits really well. But, you know, I'm not saying we should trade Aiton. Don't get it twisted. (laughs) We definitely should keep him.
0: Do you but, do you think when Chris Paul leaves, though, the first thing we should do is find a new point guard?
1: I think we should find a new point guard before Chris Paul leaves. That's why I talk about it on Twitter and people get mad at me for not enjoying the present, but it's a real question. I think we need to find, I think we need to find our point guard of the future this off season, to be honest.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, just based on the, I mean, it's just based on my, my opinion that I think Chris Paul's done after next year. But if we go into next season, and our point gu- our two point guards are like, I guess it depends how Aaron Holiday develops. Um, but I think we, I think that's a very real question that we should start asking, like soon.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna look at some of the young point guards that are gonna be free agents.
1: I saw um, DeAndre Russell in two years. I know. Um, What's DeJounte Murray's contract situation? He's a UFA in 2024. I'd be definitely okay with DeJounte Murray. He's going to get a bag, though. Yeah, we could give him a bag. Well, yeah, I, w-
0: I was – so do you guys think that's something we should look at for two seasons from now or next season? Because if it's next season, I think the only – The only yeah, thing that makes sense would be someone like –
1: I don't know why we don't need to look at young point guards.
0: Yeah, no, I was I was thinking Austin Rivers. No, what? Um, I'm just naming people off. Don't 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 don't. Because um, I throw
1: I throw an offer at Tyrese Maxi, but the Sixers are just going to match whatever yeah. he is. But just um, throw him an offer. Because mm-hmm. uh, at least then, if he accepts, you know, like, hey, he's interested, and then you can sign him when he's unrestricted. Yeah, Composo is a free agent next year.
0: Um, okay. Colin Sexton, but he's going to get a bag.
1: Um, I don't really want Sexton. I feel like him and Booker would clash a little bit. Schroeder? Uh, I was an advocate for trading sticks for Schroeder, straight up.
0: would have minded it.
1: Yeah, I definitely would not have been
0: upset because then, I mean. Do you think he's someone who's going to be better coming off the bench, though? Definitely. So, would we start campaign?
1: Well, yes, for now. Yeah, <laughs> but I like. To I don't know. Them. I think. I think. I think you can play both of them in the bench unit. I don't think. I don't think Schroeder needs to be an on-ball player. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't think anyone's really experimented with him being an off-ball player before. Except maybe OKC, and he was good in OKC because he played with Chris Paul. Mm -hmm. He was really good. So, I mean, hey, I mean, why not?
0: Let's see, um, 2023. (laughs) I was about to say Pat Bev. (laughs) That
1: would would be fun. I don't think, Uh. I mean, shit. I mean, D D'Lo. Eh. look, I like Dillo. Dillo's eh to me. What about Killing Hayes? He has potential, but nah. I don't think the Pistons are going to I think the Pistons kind of want to hold on to him too. Just to see. Cuz he's not have like he has he shows flashes, I think. I see a lot of people talking saying good things about him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's a scary thought for our point guard after Chris Paul
1: leaves yeah well the fortunate part is that we can just focus on the fact that we won by 30 yesterday
2: <laughs> and
1: <laughs> we can just focus on this year's playoffs and i'd say for now let's let that be an off-season conversation because it is a question that i want to ask but we are very close to the playoffs and i don't need uh that kind of stress in my life <laughs> so uh is there anything else you guys kind of wanted to touch on from that game, I feel like we kind of covered everything. Is there, yeah. There's not really a player we didn't talk about or anything. No, I think we're we good. could talk about Ish a little bit, but he didn't really do anything. So no. yeah, he didn't. He didn't play much.
0: And there's not much to talk about from anybody on the
1: Trailblazers, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems a mess. Well, uh, if we've kind of covered everything, then uh, thank you for listening to the third episode should be fourth episode of the we know ball podcast. And, uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace out. Peace.